Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest. He's a repeat guest on the show all the way from Austin, Texas. Welcome to the show, Dr. Tom Burns. Hello, Victor. Glad to be here. Great to have you here again. And Tom, for the listeners who maybe didn't listen to the last time you were on the show, why don't you take a moment, give a little bit of your backstory because you're still a practicing orthopedic surgeon. Still doing that. Yeah, I started my life as a doctor. Uh, back in the day, it's been, it's been a bit of a time, but I started my life as a doctor partway through my training, pretty much was unimpressed with the lifestyle of the people that I was supposed to emulate. They were making money, but they weren't happy. They didn't have control over their lives. They didn't have control over their time. I kind of thought that maybe that's not the life that I was really looking for. I wanted a little more fun, a little more control. So I started looking for some other things, looking for ways to make some money that was not correlated with the medical world. I studied, stumbled, fell down, made mistakes, lost money, had a few victories. And over time, you know, worked in the real estate world, bought a few things, developed a few things. And over time, over slow, long period of time, the passive income that it created eventually started affording me control over my time, which afforded me some control over my lifestyle. And at one point, a decade or so ago, my passive income eclipsed my doctor income. I stayed in the game, in the orthopedic game, because I like what I do. I was, I'm a frustrated athlete that nobody was going to pay to play sports. So I stayed in the sports medicine world as an orthopedic surgeon. So I actually, medicine got more fun when, it was, uh, when, I, when I wasn't doing it for the money. So I still do it. I don't do it a lot now, and I still don't make very much money at it because I just do it mostly for, for my own good. But that's where I sit now. We run a run a real estate company in the afternoons, and I see patients in the morning. I love that. Well, and physician burnout is a real issue. So many doctors that I know, um, that's all they talk about. It's, it's a giant issue. It's a big issue. You know, they, you know, you'll never find a doctor that got into it for the money, or it's the rare doctor that got into it for the money. So they're, they're there because they, they like to heal. They like to help. They had some sort of event that made them want to be a doctor. They go through the training and it's a, it's a prescribed pathway that takes you through your training. Then all of a sudden you get out and you get out in the real world and you realize that 50 to 70% of it's run by corporate entities. You're an employee. You're pretty much told what to do. Patients become numbers. Just today, I was seeing a patient in the office and he says, you know, I feel like a number when I go to those big clinics and those doctors don't act like they really care about my health. And, and you know, they mostly do, but they're being hit from above and they're being hit from the side. So it, it causes burnout. You know, burnout is basically a syndrome when, when you are responsible for, for issues that you have no control over. That's a very, that's a, that's a really rough situation to be in. So and many people are stressed. Stress is a little different than burnout. Stress is having some control over what you do, and there's things you can do to work on that. But the burnout's real, and it's over 50%. So every other doctor you may or may not have seen at one time or another wanted to quit medicine, and we don't want that. Absolutely. Now, you've just written a book. I know it's been a little time in coming. It has. And uh, you wrote a book specifically to speak to that target audience. Right. Fellow I physicians. Did. So the book's called Why Doctors Don't Get Rich, uh, a title given to me by a friend of mine. And it's really a book 
It's really designed to provide hope for doctors and belief that it can be done. You know, look, I was an athlete that went to med school. I had zero business training, zero real estate training. I learned in the field and made mistakes. They didn't kill me. I was, I was always able to come back. And because of that, I was able to enjoy the benefits of what you know, real estate and investing can do for you. A lot of doctors don't think they can do that. They don't think they have time to do that. You know, the part of the book tells why I was, you know, full time, you know, all, all the hours that a doctor works and I was still working in the real estate world. So it, it's really designed for them. It's, it kind of helps set the mind right and then gives some suggestions on where to go, what to do, how to get started. Now, from what you've said, someone listening to this probably can't tell if we're just talking about you flipping a couple of houses here and there or something on a larger scale. You are a developer on what I would consider to be a national scale that most full-time real estate developers would aspire to accomplish the same. Tell us a little bit about your company, what you're doing, because this this is the other half of the story. You're playing this game at a very high level. Sure. And it didn't start there. You know, again, started low, started with small properties, but things grow over time. You develop experience, you start developing partners, people start to know that you're in the market. Currently, we run a company called Presario Ventures, and we, as, as you know well, Victor, we've talked about a number of projects. We, we primarily develop um, Class A apartment complexes. We've been doing that for about, well, now about 11 years. We build larger complexes, 240 to 350 units. We will acquire if, if, if the time is right, but we haven't found anything that, fit our, that fits our parameters over the last few years. So primarily, we do apartments have done medical office buildings as well. So that's our business plan. We, we have a pretty large stable of investors and we try to do our best to take care of them. And when people talk about investing or talk about developing, they often think about exit strategy. There's a lot of folks that are in this game as I'll use the analogy of hunters versus farmers. Hunters, you know, they go out, they kill their prey, and then they go do it again the very next day. They're very transactional. You guys are farmers. You're not buy and sell or buy and flip. You're buying or build and hold. Yeah. And personally, I've always been a farmer, as is my partner. Uh, there's nothing better than having checks that come in every month, no matter what you do. So that's my version of farming. So we, you know, even the stuff that I bought that was small when I was just getting started, I still own stuff. I have stuff that I've got that's 25 years old. It just keeps sending me money. What am I going to do? With our With our developments, we will typically build a project. Some of it has to do with the debt that we use. As you know, we use FHA, HUD, insured debt often, not always. Sometimes we use con uh, commercial debt and we get the project stabilized. We get it leased up, we get it running smoothly. And then, you know, eventually as amortization brings the cost down and, uh, and the value of the project goes up, if there's a big enough delta between what we owe and, and what it's worth, we'll refinance and give that money back to the investors and over time, if it's a perfectly run project, everybody's playing with house money after six, seven, 10 years. Just depends on the markets. And then we keep that project. We keep clipping those coupons and we can all take that money and go invest it in another project. So now we got two projects working for us at the same time. I love that. I love that. And it's absolutely right. I mean, when you leverage a project to a high degree, not irresponsibly, you're basically right. shorting the dollar because inflation hasn't disappeared. I don't care what politicians tell us that inflation's running at 2% or what have you, I don't believe it. I don't think you believe it. The impact of inflation is to give that 
quote unquote appreciation, that price appreciation to, uh, to the equity side of the house. And we get to keep all the price appreciation and you keep a property for 10, 20, 30, or 40 years with some of this debt, you're paying off that debt in the latter stages with some really inexpensive money. So we get all the depreciation. We let the bank, we let the bank, we use the bank's money. We get hundred percent of the depreciation, hundred percent of the profit. It's a, it's a great deal. It really is. So you wrote the book. Why'd you write the book? A friend of mine, another author, suggested that I write a book. He kind of knew my story, and um, he wrote a pretty well-known book. And so he said, you know, hey, you got a story, you ought to write a book. As I tell people, being the poster child for OCD, I'll do anything. So I said, okay. So I started to write the book. And I will tell you, people ask me, who's going to be your ghostwriter? And I didn't, I didn't have one. And it's not that I'm a do-it-yourselfer, although I did, I did this myself with, with editors and with people guiding. But I wanted to write every bit of it. And I think I got what I wanted because it was a giant growth process from the period of starting to write the book and finishing the book. So it's been a, it's been a great process for me, whether I sell 10 books or a million books, it's been a good process. But that's why, because he suggested I write it. I started doing the research, realizing how much pain some of my colleagues were in. And it's not just doctors. There's lawyers and engineers and people that make a good paycheck that just don't realize there's another way to make money. So making money other than trading time for work is somewhat foreign for some of them. And so I, I started looking at it as a service and a mission. So that's that story. I think about the dentists that this year were forced to close their practices. And dentists, right. of course, like doctors, have a high expense base. And so they've got some high fixed costs. Now, all of a sudden, the revenue has gone to zero, not just right. for a week or two. And then maybe going into a secondary lockdown situation again, who knows? the pain that they are experiencing is extraordinary. If they had that secondary source of income to help smooth things out, life would be very, very different for them. Absolutely. And everybody thinks they're rich and everybody thinks doctors are rich or thinks that somebody that makes a lot of money is rich. That's true. That's at least a lot of money. But real wealth is being able to absorb things like that and having having income and assets can, that can help you get through that. So as soon as that high paycheck stops, as soon as the soon as the flow stops, all of a sudden you're not, you're not so well off. So having something extra, having something passive, I'm a huge fan of passive income. I just think everybody should have some because it just smooths the waters. It takes a little financial stress off and you smile a lot more. So those dentists would be smiling a bit more if they had some passive income that would help kind of take care of things while they were closed down. Absolutely. Book launches on October 27th, correct? Yes, sir. And if folks want to order a copy or 10, how do they do that? They can go to, it's on Amazon, available on Amazon in Kindle and print, and just uh, look up Why Doctors Don't Get Rich book, and they'll find it on Amazon. Or you can go to my website, and there's a link there. And possible to get a signed copy. Absolutely. If they can just, if they would send me an email to tom at richdoctor.com, I will send them a signed copy of the book. Fantastic. Well, Tom, as always, I love the time we get to spend together. And for the listeners at home, definitely reach out to Tom at richdoctor.com. You definitely want to get a signed copy. This is an extraordinary book. I've already seen a preview of the book. The content is amazing. And so for the listeners at home, get a copy of the book, either on Amazon or richdoctor.com. In the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. 